Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slam Fire Radio. This is episode 278 for November 1st, 2018. I am one of your hosts, Adriel Michaud. I am the other one who bothered to show up on time, Trevor Furlot. And uh, I guess that's it for now. Nope. You got to put them both under the bus. Okay. Uh, well, only you uh, and me. Kelly had an, a headache after uh, going to too many garage sales. Uh, that was her problem. And uh, Matthew got held up with uh, a Beanie Baby uh, garage sale that uh, Kelly was checking out. So he had to go to see it as well. Weak? Pretty weak. Very. Yeah, Pretty very. Weak. Kelly's yeah. maybe, but Matthew and Kelly aren't in the same province. So Kelly's garage sale issue being Matthew's mm-hmm. garage sale. You put no effort into this. They're everyone basically is, in center Canada, though. Everyone is, everyone is now dumber for having heard you say this. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Oh, wow. You did that perfectly. Thank you. <laughs> Very well pulled off. <laughs> uh, Matthew will be coming along shortly. Kelly's out for a couple weeks. Yeah, the- Kelly, Kelly's taking a sabbatical. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Slamfire sabbatical. I think from us, really. <laughs> it happens. She's not yeah. the first woman to, you know, need a break from me. <laughs> saying. <laughs> Just take a breather. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little, little Trevor free time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see here. Why don't we get it right into it? Uh, what, what we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. Uh, right now they have the Sig Sauer M17 commemorative pistol for $14.59. Uh, this pistol is a 9mm strike-fired pistol. comes with three 10-round magazines. It's got a Coyote Tan PVD-coated stainless steel slide. Uh, with the same optic cut as specified by the MHS contract. Is that because the army is going to red dots on their pistols? Is what, why? They say that it's got a slide cut, an optic cut. Oh, well, that's um, because of a feature they added to this model. It's not necessarily because the army might, but uh, carry optics is, is a thing. Uh-huh. And uh, for both competitive shooters and people who carry them for duty or carry, if you will, as it were, carry optics. Mm-hmm. Um, so it certainly opens up the um, option for the military to put RMRs on there. But yeah. it's cool. I checked it out and um, it, I'm not sure the exact difference between this and what the military are getting because it says something to the effect of, Care, you know, buy what the military has almost in air quotes, kind of. So I think, well, it's the civilian version of what the military are getting. I don't know what the exact difference is, but it's a very nice, mm-hmm. if you're into the SIG and into the SIG P320 model platform, this is, uh, this is definitely worth checking out. Cool. All right. Uh, did you want a safety? It's got a safety on it? 
It's got a safety on it. Manual safety. Hmm. I don't think military pistols requirement. Mm. What's that? I don't think pistols really need those. I don't think pistols need those either. Yeah. Pistols are a defensive thing. And when you pull it out, seconds matter. Yeah. Rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, did you yeah. want to start us off with uh, what I you did? I will start do? us off. Yeah. Um, so last week I talked about I was on my way to Fredericton for a Millsurp shoot. What was I thinking? Um, you know me. I'm a black rifle guy. I'm an IPSC guy. Why in a million years would I ever want to go to a military surplus shoot? Um, the whole thing kind of, I guess you can chalk it up to the poor organization of the match director. Like the guy that was in charge of this really didn't do a very good thing. There was a, a real lack of communication as to what the expectation would be for the event. Like he had a certain expectation and he had goals and we had goals. Like we were, we were expecting to go there. He's got uh, a pretty mediocre collection of millsterps. And we were expecting to go there and listen to him talk about, um, you know, the minutia of how he acquired this gun and who he screwed over to get this gun and um, why this gun with this little marking here is worth so much less than this gun over here with this little marking. And uh, notice how this gun doesn't shoot well because it doesn't have the proper head spacing, but I don't care. I shoot it anyway because I know more than gunsmiths do. We were really expecting that sort of thing, but in the end, we were just able to like pretty much do what we want, shoot what we want. We weren't, we weren't treated, I guess, if you will, to that um, history of his collection, and it was it was pretty disappointing. I gotta say, um, you wanted so, you wanted the long diatribe of uh, <laughs> he got his different guns. Well, it's kind of what he's known for, right? Like, see this gun right here? Well, I got this gun in 1989 for $200 K entire money and a gram of hash. So that's kind of like how he operates. And, and we fully expected that's what we would be subjected to. I, I mean, treated to. Mm-hmm. And um, it could be, Adriel, that the guy is watching live right now at Filthy's house. And I was put up to this. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm trolling the heck out of him as he watches live. <laughs> uh, the yeah. Mill shoot was a lot of fun. Um, I did get home and immediately sell the majority of my Mill collection. <laughs> Once you actually try to use it, you're like, oh, thank you. Really? Yep. That's why I felt dirty. I sold off everything that was communist except for my SKS. <laughs> because, you know, in a gunfight, you're going to throw the SKS to the friend you don't like. Like, here, man, use this, right? That'll so run. I kept, yeah, you yeah. can feed it with stripper clips. I don't want to shoot it. <laughs> yeah, but you can. better stuff than that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Hold this SKS while I grab my AR-15. <laughs> you're not even uh, going to throw your friend a Mosin, though. I would never. No. 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 I would throw Mosins. Uh, yeah. I would just throw them. So I got home, and I had bought a Mosin a Russian Mosin from Fred that I had never even fired. I sold that. I sold my Finnish Mosin. I sold my SVT 40 and I sold my M one carbine. I would have kept the M one carbine had it been during the war, but it was post-war and not a brand name that was used during the war. So it wasn't an inland. It wasn't a, a Winchester. Thank goodness. It wasn't a universal, but, uh, Anyway, the other reason why I sold it is it's not, I can reload for it. 
but the the projectile, the bullet itself is not very common. I got to bring them in from Budget Shooter Supply is the only place mm-hmm. I found them where I'm uh, comfortable. Like, I mean, I'm sure there are other people who sell 30 carbine bullets, but I'm comfortable with the Budget Shooter Supply and, de- uh, supply and dealt with them. And what, so, what uh, kind of magic space 30 cal bullet is this thing taking? It's. Um, is it not a, a three hundred eight? Like it's like a ninety grain round nose um, full metal jacket. Um, I think there may be some one ten grains out there. You uh, Berries makes them, and I think mm-hmm. Berries is what um, Budget Shoe Supply was supplying. Uh, you got to make sure that they go a certain a certain speed. You can't exceed a certain feet per second, otherwise the copper wash or whatever it is comes off and probably leads up your barrel really bad and stuff. So I sold that to the gun shop as well. And then I sold some accessories to a guy in CGN. Um, yeah, I st- I'm still going to have a Milserp collection. I want a English. AR-15s from- or Milserp? <clears throat> they are. They actually are. And Filthy <laughs> brought one. Filthy had an old Colt SP-1 or something like that. Hmm. And uh, it, of course, it made this mic guy who is really touchy if you get like if it doesn't matter if it's your brass if it hits the ground it's range brass apparently and if you try and pick up your own brass before he de- decides whether or not he wants it or not it's a little mini mic meltdown it's quite something to see hmm. um first thing i did when i showed up there's a bucket right every range has a range bucket for brass and every range has a different kind of policy so i walk in straight to the range brass bucket and i look at filthy i'm like Filthy, what's the policy on this brass? He's like, take it, dude. So I took it, and it's been four days. Uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Five days. He's still butthurt about it. I'm still mm. getting memes and messages about how I took his 308 brass. Anyway. It's going to shred you in the, in the live comments. <laughs> Maybe. I'm not sure. I don't I don't think he knows how to do that. This is a guy who shoots Carcanos and Japanese... Uh, whatever the Arasaka thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what was I complaining about? Uh, uh, brass Nazi. Yeah. He was a brass Nazi. Um, Oh, Enfields. Yeah. Oh man. Loved my Enfields. My Enfields shot. Well, I need to get the front sight adjusted on my number four Mark one Savage and actually big shout out to this Mike guy. I've got my Savage and it's all matching parts. And all the parts have um, the S stamped on them for Savage. Mm-hmm. And there was a listener who sent me a Savage Mark bayonet and um, a number four receiver cover. Well, Mike Mike is a huge Milserp guy, and he knows all the websites and stuff. And he found a place where I could purchase a receiver cover. So I'm going to look into getting that. Um, if I can get it, it'll be awesome because it'll actually be marked with an S. Like, I guess... Um, England send them over to sent them over to Savage and said, "Here, you know, when you ship with the guns, put these receiver covers on, on them." And so Savage marked them with an S, like they did all the other parts on the gun. And these things are canvas, so they were never expected to last seventy years, right? So um, I'm going to try and track down one of those and try and track mm-hmm. down a Savage Mark sling if that's a thing. It's got a sling on it now, but just anyway, put an S. Just get an S. Just get a sharpie and just mark S on everything. Yeah, electro pencil it. That looks pretty. That does. <laughs> Um, so I got two long wrenches on my wish list. I got a regular, no, sorry, two number four Mark ones on my wish list, one from England and one from Canada. I definitely want a long branch that was made during the war. That's in good shape. Uh, 
Um, I obviously keeping my M14, obviously keeping my M1 Garand. My M14 though, I took it out of the Nork Chinesium stock and put it in a wood stock and the accuracy fell off and the mags were garbage. The mags didn't work very well. So I ordered today one of those Elander mags that goes in the Australian Lee Enfield that mm, also fits yep. in the M14. Mm-hmm. $100. Oh, God. Anyway, whatever. So I got one of those. But I need to find some actual USGI M14 mags that are pinned to five. So listeners, if you know a source for those, please let me know. Filthy would like some too. So I left it um, with Filthy. He's going to bring it out to Chris Bay, who um, did all the accurizing work on it already. I'm going to get him to mm-hmm. bed the stock. Mm-hmm. and change out the rear sight. It's got Springfield stuff on the front. Now I want a Springfield uh, national match sight on the rear. So um, makes a big difference over the Nork one. Even, uh, yeah, just upgrading to like USGI or national match uh, are, are a big advantage over the, the Nork ones. Yep. Yep, for sure. So that's the thing that's got to happen because the gun was, was accurate when it was in its uh, Chinese stock, but I don't want it in the Chinese stock. I want it in the wood stock. So, mm-hmm. Um, other than that, um, I done bought some stuff. I bought a Vortex Viper HST to go on my AR-10. It's going to be in 4 to 16 by 44. Um, and I got some match primers, large rifle federal match primer, so I could do some 308 reloading. Um, I hope, hopefully... The ammo, I'm not going to reload three different kinds of 308. If the 308 that I reload now for my bolt gun is of a length that it'll feed in my AR-10, then mm-hmm. that's what they're all getting the same. I'll load for my match rifle and the AR-10 and the uh, M14 will all get the same. But if the AR-10, or sorry, if the M14 twist rate prefers a 150 grain, then I'll buy a bunch of 150 grain uh, because I'm loading 150 for the grand. I'll make a 308 for the M14. And, mm, uh, that'd be convenient, yep. Yeah. And so, anyway. And then I bought this. <clears throat> this is my NEA 15. It's I say it's mine because it, this rifle was mine a couple of years back. I bought it from SFRC. That's the first AR-15 that I bought new, and it's the first AR-15 that I bought complete and I didn't build. I did some work to it after the fact. Um, I put a Daniel Defense lower parts kit in it and uh, some Magpul stuff. Other than that, it's bone stock. This gun always ran, worked well, shot accurately, put a scope on it once and shot, uh, you know, inch and a half groups at 100 with 55 grain ammo when it's got a 1 and 8 twist barrel. Mm -hmm. So I've always been happy with it. It was not my intention to buy it back, but here's what happened. I went into the gun shop one day and there it was. And I took took it apart and looked at it and noticed that it had a Daniel Defense bull carrier group in it. I thought, that's strange. Why does that have a Daniel Defense bull carrier group? Oh, my goodness. When I sold Snuffleup against my Mark 18, I had accidentally um, swapped the bull carrier groups. This rifle, this NEA rifle, had the Mark 18 bull carrier group in it. And the Mark 18 had the NEA bull carrier group in it. So I didn't want to rip off Snuffy. It was all unintentional and all that stuff. And... Um, I told him, I got him, first of all, to confirm that the bolt carrier group in his Mark 18 was not a Daniel Defense, and he did. So I said, don't worry about it, I'll make it right. So I struck a deal with Denis to, um, basically, I wanted to get that bolt carrier group in his gun as soon as possible. So I said, I'll uh, 
I'll buy the rifle if you let me swap out the bulk groups, the bulk carrier groups. So he did. So I gave him his Daniel Defense bulk carrier group the next day, and then I bought the rifle. Now, I was fully planning on selling it, but then today I was on online when I shouldn't have been and saw that SFRC had the latest generation of NEA handguards. They look remarkably similar to the Maple Ridge uh, handguards. Remarkably similar. So, Not that uh, one, right? A different one? Not this one. This is a Gen 2 NEA handguard, and I'm talking about like a Gen 3 or Gen 4. They, Like I said, they look remarkably similar to what I've got on my SLR. And, uh, you know, really uh, a lot of the tr fat has been trimmed, and they're a lot lighter. Um, Mark Drew is putting together an AR right now. And I was at his house the other day. I was like, oh, what handguard is this? And I thought he was going to tell me it was a Maple Ridge. He was like, oh, no, that's that's all NEA. It's just a, like the latest generation of NEA upper. Hmm. So I'm cruising SFRC today, and they've got Flat Dark Earth and OD Green NEA uppers on sale for $69. So how could I, how could I not? So since it's not going to match, uh, when it comes in, I think I will get to need to Cerakote the gun because the NEAs are always uh, are kind of gray. I'm not sure if the listeners or sorry, the viewers can tell or see that, but um, yeah, they're kind of yeah, gray. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to have uh, Denis take that new handguard and this upper and this lower and Cerakote them. And I'm not sure what I want to do yet. I think in the end, I'll probably sell the rifle anyway, because I don't need three air 15s. Now that I have an SLR, what am I going to mm -hmm. do with three air 15s? Mm -hmm. Um, so I might sell it anyway. I might keep it for nostalgic purposes. I don't know. So I thought about doing some crazy cool um, Cerakote job, but I'm not. I don't want to invest a bunch of money in a, in a Cerakote job. I could get it done really cheap if I just go with one color. So that's probably what I'm going to do. Yeah, especially if you're going to sell it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and that's all I did, Adriel. What have you been up to? Uh, just uh, on the YouTube comments there, Greg May says he's got a stack of them, of those mags. Uh, Filthy of said, mags? Yeah, Filthy says, says that you went to Ironsight's training center after the Millsurf shoot. Oh, I did do that. Man, I was so that concentrated on giving. I was so concentrated on giving um, uh, Mike a hard time. I forgot about that. So yeah, Filthy and... Fred, the squire, and I went to Iron Sights Training. So this is a cool gun shop in Fredericton. It's owned by a vet and his brother. I don't know if his brother's a vet or not, but this guy is the real deal. Like he used to kill people for a living for our country in exotic places around the world. And um, <laughs> so he did this thing that I do in my classes. I'm like, I can beat you with your own pistol, right? And so he's got this simulator and it's Glock cert pistols. So he said, um, I tell you what, I always offer everybody their money back. Let me have a run at the same stage you have a run at. And if you can beat me, you can have your money back. And I was like, no, I know that game. I play that game. <laughs> <laughs> so because I know how that game always ends, I'm going to say no. And I only have an hour to play and I don't want to watch you play. I want to play. So Fred and I went at this thing and uh, I was I was toast, man. When I started, we had been shooting Millsurfs all day and um, I was tired and sore and we were doing these courses of fire with the cert pistols and the triggers are so heavy and they don't, they don't, they, they kind of have a reset, but they're not a, they're not a factory lock trigger. They're good, but they're, they're not great. It got mm -hmm. to the point where Fred and I, well, if 
during the dueling tree, he had to change. Anyway, Adriel, I was getting so tired that I was literally putting the gun on my left hand and then shooting with my left hand. And I'm left eye dominant and kind of ambidextrous. Like I used to do some sports with my left hand, some with my right mm-hmm. hand. So it wasn't a big adjustment. <laughs> anyway, it's cool. Um, and then Fred and I had this epic. Um, he was kicking my butt in the beginning on times and hits. But then as the old man came to life, I, I, I put him away. And till the dueling tree, he whooped me every time in the dueling tree. And there was this one epic battle. I don't know, filthy you can tell us, but I felt like we were going for almost two minutes. Bang, 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 bang. These cert pistols don't run out of ammo, right? And we were both like, <laughs> we couldn't pull the trigger anymore. We were just going one for one. And then it became a test of stamina. And of course, Fred being like half my age and half my weight, um, he would uh, he would beat me, but even even he had to switch hands. So, so yeah, Iron Sights training is a gun shop, and then they've got this projector overhead that um, projects scenarios on the wall, and you can use cert pistols, or they've got this cool thing. And Adriel, this is cool. I don't know if you've ever seen this before. It's um, a CO two conversion for your pistol. You put the conversion kit into the gun. The CO two cartridge is in the weighted magazine. And goes into where your magazine would normally go. And when you fire, it cycles the action with the same amount of recoil as plus P nine millimeter. Oh, interesting. So you could like actually feel the recoil and and try to mitigate it. Exactly. Yep. So Hmm. yeah, very cool. All right. What about, about you? My space gun came in. My future Here's, space gun. We both know I'm buying gun. it. <laughs> yeah, this uh, it seems to be a dumb deal already. Uh, this is a, this is a Chris Vector space gun uh, with a very long Canada Legal suppressor, aka barrel shroud. <laughs> uh, it's a Chris Vector Gen One in 45 ACP. Uh, Gen Two, they changed the stock. They changed the uh, the safety went to a 45 instead of a 90, and they changed the uh, trigger round on it. Uh, but other than that, it's it's very similar. And uh, they're very popular in Canada because you can fire them on full auto uh, very controllably because the recoil actually goes down. So it holds the gun down rather than let it climb up on you. Actually, in Canada, we can't have full auto. So <laughs> so it's it's neat because it doesn't the muzzle doesn't climb as you fire it, but uh, it's semi-auto only and we only have 10 round mags. This looks like a huge stick mag here, but it's pinned. It'll only hold 10. So, yeah. And and. They're not the um, they're not the Glock ones, eh? They're the Korean ones. KCI. These are KCI mags, but there's a load of them. Yeah, <laughs> came uh, with twelve. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah. So uh, if you don't like, if you find one that's just unreliable, just uh, thro- just throw it in the garbage. Who yeah. Cares? Yeah. Who cares? You got, you got a dozen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very neat. Uh, very neat gun. And uh, I'll do a review on it before I sell it to you, Trevor. But uh, that should, that won't take me too long. Yeah. I fired them before. Um, they're really neat. And I've, I'm glad this one's in 45 because I've got some 45 that's been sitting on my shelf and I kind of want to burn it off. So this will be perfect for that. Yeah. I mean, I would like there's one at the shop, a Gen 2. The suppressor's not round. It's yeah, that it's square. Weird. It's yeah. square. It looks really badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's in nine mil and it's white and black. Um, and even though I would get a good deal on it, I still won't get as good a deal as I will on that. Cause that's gen one and used and dirty. And it's got used uh, and dirty barely. It's, it's barely <laughs> good for anything. <laughs> right. I know. Right. It's got KCI mags. So lots I of ex- them. 
Yeah, I know. I still there's still KCI mags. Yeah. Twelve KCI mags are worth about the same cost as four Glock mags. Am I right, Matthew? Yep, definitely. There you go. So carry on. Carry on. <sighs> is it yeah, yeah. That's I'm... everything's normal. Nothing's changed. All right, good. Uh, <laughs> let's see. My Red Hill tactical holster came back. So before this had uh, quite a bit of uh, fore aft yeah. movement in it. And that is gone. There's no more fore and aft movement. What do you mean? It came back? Did you send it back to them? Yes, I sent it back to them. Uh, they worked on it and they sent it back to me. And it is perfect now. Nice and clicky in there. And uh, no no movement at all in that holster. So very happy with uh, what the work they did on that. Uh, my ammo and belt came in from Tenda. I got, a, I got another... I need to correct somebody right off of the bat. Oh, who was that? Anyway, not me. Uh, Mark Mark Hache needs to know that it was not I, but the other instructor who misspelled his name on his certificate. So, was it Mark, me? No, it wasn't you. Oh, and it was not only did he not spell his name correctly, he didn't even use the correct name. He called him Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mark, Chris Chris. whatever, same yeah. thing, same yeah. thing. Yep. Uh, okay, uh, ammo and new belt came in from Tenda, so I'm going to set up one of those belts. I'll come back to that in just a second. Uh, this weekend is our last three-gun match of the of the year. Uh, that'll be on Saturday. The same Saturday, they're doing a pistol uh, match at Phoenix in the evening. Now, we have to end at 4.30. Finish shooting at 4.30. Um, I might just try to make both of those. You guys think that's a bad idea going from like 7 a.m. to like 10 p.m. shooting? No, no, no. what could go wrong? Do it. No. Sounds sounds amazing, right? It does so sound I'm, amazing. I might do that. <laughs> Depends how I feel on, on the Saturday after that match. But uh, what I might do is set up my one belt. So it's Ipsic legal magazine and holster behind the hip bones. So it's good for production. And then my other one for three guns. So it's got because I need I need more space, right? So I'll have more stuff more to the front front there. Um. I mean, now I've got an, a, a spare holster, which is actually better for Ipsic than my retention holster because it's uh, a little bit lighter to pull out and it doesn't have a retention mechanism on it. So eh, maybe same gun, but just different belt. Uh, I'm going to go hunting next week, so I'm going to go look for some deer. Uh, Thursday, I might be on the show. I might not. It depends on what the Internet's doing and how good that is. Uh, I got a strip Lula now. Oh, I don't have, I have an up Lula as well. This is for like loading AR mags. Oh yeah. Matthew gave me one of those. They're awesome. Oh yeah. So (sighs) I, I carry all my ammo on these, uh, on on AR stripper clips because you can get uh, on eBay stripper clips for 15 cents each is about the (sighs) going rate for these things. Right. You can get them from your army buddies for free cents each. Correct. I'm pr- I'm pr- these are these are uh, U.S. Army uh, surplus stripper clips. So I imagine you know it's Army I guys prefer, who've dropped them. I prefer or whatever. the I prefer the plastic over the aluminum. I got some of the aluminum. Yeah, yeah, they bend. I'm, they I'm bend. with Trevor. Yep, the, yep. the aluminum ones are they when they work good and when they're new, they're great. The, they are a little tighter than the plastic ones. The plastic ones hold the rounds a little bit more loosely, but the plastic ones don't go out of round and they don't go they don't get bent and stuff. 
I just throw them out. When they bend, I just throw them out. Yep. So I got lots. Yep. Same here. I've got uh, 2,000 rounds on stripper clips. So that's how I store them. This this is a nice way to go to a three-gun match because you can store and, and you can count very easily. These are 10 each, so counting in 10s is easy. And you can uh, store them and, and ship them and, and bring them to your three-gun matches very easily. Uh, but then when you get to the match, you use like one of these crappy spoon things here. Which are okay every once in a while. Spoon thing. Let me see the spoon yeah, thing. Yeah, this is this is like a standard spoon that you'd use. You pop that, that on the okay. back here. So that, that it, it works, but it's not great. Yes. Huh. Sometimes what this one allows, it allows the stripper clip to go into the magazine, which really screws things up. Because there's supposed to be there's a couple little dimples on the edges of the uh, stripper clip that are supposed to stop it in there, but they wow. don't. So it's an abortion. This thing is complicated. Yeah, I imagine like if you just use them once, like they're meant to be used, then it's yes. fine. Yeah. But as soon as you start like loading thousands of rounds through one of these things, they go out, they get out of spec. Form and wear yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> That's where Strip Lula comes in. And you pop that guy on the back of your magazine and you grab your stripper clip. And with, with the clip or without, both work. Pop it really? in there. Yeah, really. Yeah, you, you, can, just, you can put their rounds in one at a time if you want, Jeff. Yeah. Well, then why am I putting my rounds on stripper clips? Well, because, because you can put it store quick, more more quickly or at the. That's at true. The more quickly, yes. you're right. Yep. More quickly, so that just strips them in, and then the metal stripper clip just kind of falls out the back. So nice to um, know, though, that you can use it for both with yeah, or you without can just, stripper you can, clips. Yeah, you just have some free rounds just sitting in the bottom of your can. You can just pop them in there real quick, and then jam them into your mag a little bit more quickly. Yeah, nice. quickly. Yeah. Sorry, quickly. Yeah. Quickly, more quicklier. Uh, it's yeah. also got this. Uh, like they show this on their uh, on their little advertisement here. You can use this to unload it, and the way that you do that is by sorry for the for the podcast listeners. It's got a little like hanger thing that you use to push on the ma- the the one round, and then it'll allow the other ones to drop Stop. free. You you didn't use it that way. See, I you can do it that way. I've always, I mean, that that's the correct way to use it, I think. But what I do is I just grab that thing and I use that as my thumb. This is like jam this is like this is like an adolescent boy figuring out his anatomy is not just for peeing. I'm amazed <laughs> right now. Yeah, I mean these these loose I've had rounds, that thing forever. Had no idea. You can pop them in there. Like they'll they'll just come out. There, there's nothing hanging on to them there. But if you want to, you just kind of throw them in like that, and then you take that top guy over top there and you just pop in your extra ones. So it's good for topping off mags that that thing will lock in there. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So for guys who are running stripper clips, uh, this is the, this is the way to roll. Yeah. Yeah. There's another one, a plastic version for loading your mags with stripper clips. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's made like a U the bottom fits over top of the mag stripper clip in one end bullet tips facing the other end you push down but it's a one trick pony and mm-hmm. that, that thing does all kinds of stuff yeah i mean the like i'll uh, 99% of the time i'm going to be running moss stripper clips but every once in a while you have a magazine you're like oh there's like oh i just need like one or two in there and then you'll pop this guy on here and feed in the the extra one or whatever you need right yeah i always used to do that when i was running beowulf mags you'd put in 10 and then just like Loosely throw four or five more yeah. on there and just jam them in. Yeah. Not that you can't do, like, can't no, do you, it with one by yeah. one. But, of course yeah. you do, but it's just, you know. Uh, and then last thing, um, I'm, I've been doing a bit of uh, cowboy action. Uh, what? Just, no, no, hang no, up, no. Hang up. No, Bye. Hey, well, it was nice knowing you, Drew. 
So, yeah. Fire Radio is now looking for a replacement for Adriel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been really gaming it. Um, Using playing, your clock? Uh, uh, your semi-auto Red- shotgun? Playing Red Dead Redemption on uh, PS4. <laughs> oh, goodness. Goodness. Uh, I thought I'd throw that in there. That is funny. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, because I don't don't remember you getting any revolvers or old-style shotguns or lever actions. So no, that's not I didn't figure you actually. So is it any good, the game? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. The, uh, the gun gun handling and shooting and stuff is 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 cool uh yeah the, the whole game is really good if you, if you like those open concept open world games but right. uh, yeah very cool i uh i just wanted to, to use the cowboy action shooting uh joke yeah. in there i had no intention of taking this any further well i mean there's there's guns <laughs> in the game right and so i just you yeah. know we could loosely somehow get it back on track as what i was just trying to do that's <laughs> <laughs> well that's good matthew because um Fact is, you're lead host this week, and yeah. I like um, how you guys started without me. That's the way to do it. Right. Why wait? And you're up. What did you do this week in guns? I didn't do anything besides run into another coworker uh, who is with a um, truck. A, a, with a truck. Yeah, I didn't like him, so I just ran him over. No, it was uh, one of my coworkers at the new school. Uh, as a gunny, didn't realize. And, um, really, he, he was talking about going hunting. And so I said, Oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. I was just chatted, chatted hunting guns a little bit. And I said, what do you have for a rifle? He says, well, I've got about 14 of them. Like, okay. And then he says, yeah. And some handguns. And he was kind of looking at me like, yeah, you know, what, what, how's this guy going to react? I'm like, Oh, that's pretty cool. So you just shooting the Ipsic and stuff with it. He's like, Oh, okay. So you're a gun guy too. <laughs> so uh, we chatted guns a little bit. And, uh, so do I, I said, know him? Is he an Ipsic guy? Of, what's that? Is he an Ipsic guy? He was. He's not now, but he's going to get back into it if I have anything to say about it. Nice. So I'm going to try to get him back in. Uh, I said, so have you heard of uh, Slam Fire Radio? Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. I haven't given it a listen yet, but I'm like, yeah, well, I'm one of the hosts. I don't feel too bad, but you, you're going to hurt my feelings if you don't start listening. So, <laughs> Carl, if you're listening, here's your shout out from Slam Fire Radio. So I'll see you at school tomorrow, I guess, if I show up. But, uh, <laughs> if I bother to go to work tomorrow, Carl. If I bother to go to work tomorrow, I'll see you there. But anyway, yeah, no, just I, I haven't had a chance to go out and do any shooting or anything. Um, there is uh, so so those those three groundhogs that I took care of. Um, there's another one there now, so I have the opportunity to go back and get another one. Uh, I haven't gotten there yet, but that will be something that will be coming up soon, I think. So I'll get a little bit more shooting in a little bit anyway, maybe one or two rounds. Cool. <laughs> I gotta go get out and get after some birds or something. I just haven't had a chance yet this year, but I'll get there. Probably. Yeah, I might go this weekend too. Muffin's going away deer hunting, so I might be going with uh, somebody else instead. Uh, well, why don't you drive down over here? Just a quick drive, just a quick jaunt across the province. Um, if I didn't have a plan or uh, if I didn't have a trip plan to Toronto for the North Silva show and needed to save my pennies, I would, but North Silva. So what you're saying is you like North Silva more than you like me. Yeah, um, something about a free trip, free food, free sushi bar, free bar bar, and guns. It's all free, apparently. Yeah, well, yeah. If you're going with a, with a, a dealer or whatever. So I'm going as all an employee right. of Denise's uh, shop. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, what I'm saying is if, if he's paying for you to go, you don't need to save your pennies. You can come over here and go deer hunt, or bird hunting. Ah, uh, trying to say. I have a feeling I'll be spending money one way or another. Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm just messing. It's all good. I know. You got the notes open? Yeah, I think all so. Right. So what's going on Upcoming next? Upcoming events. Uh, Kelly, what do you do? Oh, Kelly's not on. 100% Kelly free this week. Is that a good thing? or 100% less Kelly. 
<laughs> upcoming events. Uh, if you got an event, let us know. But we don't have any upcoming events. Except Winter. for if any three guns coming up or any maple seeds coming up. Check out threegun.ca or mapleseedrifleman.com if you want to know. Is there anything coming up that you know of, Adriel? Uh, season's over. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm doing a match here. I think the only club that's, that's going to be so that's going into the winter is, uh, PFIC on, uh, Vancouver Island. Cool. That's it. All right. Well, I guess we're into the news then. So minister drops assault she- weapons from gun ban consultations. It, so it it sounds amazing, right? It does, wow. but it's not really, is it? Yeah, he dropped he dropped. Oh man, finally dropped assault weapons from the gunman. Now nah, he just changed his wording on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm annoyed with this to no end. Like guys, we spent all of our time going assault weapons already banned. Assault weapons already banned. When we should have been like, we're not going to play semantics with you. Don't ban anything. So now he's going to come back and say. All modern semi-automatic detachable magazine style. No, he's not going to. No, they're going to get away from the word assault. They're going to get away from the word assault. They're going to say that that we're going to ban all semi-automatics with detachable magazines and the Soviet era SKS, something along those lines. We were we were worried about playing semantics, and why? Why? Because we just wanted to be right. That's why assault weapons already banned. And your point is, he's going to ban things that. I mean, it was a stupid waste of our time. Now they're going to have a definition that's going to include everything, and they're going to sit back and laugh at us because we were just concerned that they were calling them assault weapons. Instead of being concerned about the word ban, we were worried about the word assault. Oh, no, they're still calling them assault. They're calling them assault-style rifles now instead of assault Uh weapons. They've just dropped assault weapons. Now they're assault-style rifles. There'll be another change. Mark my words. Hmm. Anyways. Yeah, that's too bad. That's in the news. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully we don't uh, we don't get uh, the liberals getting back in power, and hopefully this won't be an issue. Right. But uh, we gotta wait and see on that. Because they'll just to be spiteful, Matthew. They'll try and push this through before the election next year, and well, then I, the liberals will have or the conservatives or may or may not. They might make a platform thing, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. They may try to push it through, Trev, but I think they also may want to use this as a platform because they're running on really it. weak right now. And so they want. Well, when your leader is weak, everything else is weak. Yeah. Yeah. Greg May mentioned that the final Maple Seed event is this weekend, November 4th at CFB Kingston. So that's okay. it for the season for them. Cool. Um, I'm going to suggest before we cover the next news story, we either skip it all together or um, do it after our main topic because our guest is standing by. What do you guys want to do? Let's, let's move it to next week. Move it to next week. All right, then I will uh, cue the guest. She says she's clicking. Click harder, most, Terry. Brunswickers get into Ipsic for uh, for moose defense, right? There she is. Yeah, it's totally moose defense. Hey. Yeah. Or if you're Ginger Snaps and uh, Dawn, you get an Ipsic because you were told it'll get you a carry permit. Hmm. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. Do you never heard that story? No. Uh, Terry, we were just talking about why people get an Ipsic and uh, Adriel said in New Brunswick, we do it for moose defense, but we actually shoot with two guys who were told if they took Ipsic, they could get a carry license. Did Some, they get their carry license? their chain. Yeah. Well, it's ginger snaps. It's not terribly hard to pull his chain. So Ooh. I know, right? So Terry, welcome to the show. 
Thank you. I've been watching. You guys are fun to watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. That means we're easy to laugh at. That's, that's what that means. I, <laughs> also I true. That, funny looking. I, yeah, yeah, I know what that means. So, so um, Terry, before we get into the interview, you want to tell us a little bit about that uh, Facebook page that I like today? You're uh, you're a life coach. Is that correct? I am. Yeah. Speaker, author, life coach. Um, I basically help people make uh, make it happen. So if you have any goals, any dreams that you're trying to make happen, that's that's kind of what I do. Yeah. So, Matthew, this is actually an intervention. She's on here to help you get your shit together. Cool. <laughs> Let's do this. What do I do first? Surprise. A life coach that, you know, also shoots Ipsic, you know. Right. Well, you know what's funny? You know who my life coach is? Who? Uh, your your Ipsic instructor. This Oh, oh really? Yeah, Muffin. Oh. I thought I was your life coach. You're no, not wait, my you're coach. my life coach. Right. right. I'm your life coach. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. But see, I don't tell what I don't tell Matthew how to handle a social situation before he screws it up. I wait until he screws it up and then tell him how he should have done it differently. So I'm not right. I'm not the most effective life coach, but we all have styles. And mine is to ridicule him after he screws up, not help him not screw up. I mean, you know, that's one way of looking at it. It's a strategy. It's, <laughs> it's not a, a strategy. great strategy, but it's a strategy. Right. Hey, I'm, look, with, without bad, there can be no good, Terry. This is true. Right. This so true. basically, yin, Trevor, you're yang. just making Carrie look really good is what you're doing. That's my, go- that's my goal is that's to make goal. actual coaches like Carrie look good. Trevor, you make everybody look good. 18 goal for you. Just make What's me. What's that? Your 2018 goal. Just make me look better. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a perfect um yeah no so you had richard and jason mcintyre right i did yeah okay well you can never call him jason again his name is muffin i know i only learned that at provincials though because you were calling a muffin and other people were calling a muffin and i had no sweet clue who the hell muffin was until jason (laughs) became muffin where did muffin come from um him and a buddy when uh we all started shooting at the rescue gun club um they tried to call me muffin one day but they didn't realize what they were up against and uh (laughs) Yeah, I'm not Trevor, muffin. Trevor flipped I flipped it hard. So, so no. Trevor probably complained about the cold or walking up a mild incline or something and blew it a calf muscle or something like that. Was probably complaining <laughs> if they went, "Oh, muffin, you're a little muffin." Blah blah blah. Anyway, yeah, that's probably how it started. But then Trevor, of course, doesn't let anything like that stick. You're muffin. I'm not yeah. muffin. Yeah, yeah, muffin. Well, Trevor's Trevor's got the whole podcast uh, audience to kind of help mm. back him, right? So they didn't have that. And so that's Trevor won. That's that weaponized them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> weaponized. Muffin. Yeah. And muffin stuck. So, but anyway, enough about my life coach. Let's, <laughs> let's talk to a real life coach. And um, I'm going to hand it over to Matthew. He's the lead host this week. And uh, we're going to hear all about your first year in Ipsic. Yeah, sure. So apparently you started shooting Ipsic. I did. Yeah. Hi, by the way, I'm Matthew. Hey, Matthew. The guy to your left there would be Adriel. Awesome. Oh, yeah, you I didn't do that. I'm a TA. That's what most people call me. People I like anyway. So you they guys call you TA? Yeah. That's and funny. I am a TA. Well, actually, not anymore. We're EAs now, I guess, whatever. But Oh, EA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, that would be confusing if you were an EA and people called you TA. Hey, EATA. <laughs> well, uh, it's a good thing. I'm- <laughs> we're off to a good start, aren't we? Yeah, smooth. Real smooth. <laughs> yeah. Hey, welcome to Slamfire. <laughs> so, so you first started shooting Ipsic. So what what uh, kind of drove you into uh, to trying out this this sport? I mean, not many people wake up in the morning and go, I guess I'm going to run around with a handgun and shoot things today. Yeah. So actually, interesting story is uh, fear. 
uh, I was absolutely petrified of guns. Um, we had a, a family accident years ago when I was a, a child. My father actually was killed when I was a kid. And so I spent my entire life petrified of guns, scared of guns, had all sorts of probably informative fears and not so formative fears. Um, but then I got into a relationship with someone who loves guns and had uh, oodles of them uh, in his house. And so when we moved in together, um, he started talking about having this goal, this dream of getting a black badge. And it sounded very cool, very, in his words, James Bond-like. And, <laughs> and if so, only you knew. <laughs> exactly. And so I supported him in his dream of doing it. Um, and then he signed up for the course and then he kind of came up to me and sort of explained the process of black badge. Now, mind you, a few years previous to that, I had gone for my restricted gun license. So I had already started kind of going through the process of pushing through some of the, the fears that I had around guns. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the, the black badge came to our, our, our city, our town. And I was asked if I wanted to join. Actually, I was kind of asked if I was okay if the black badge would be in my loft. That was how it all started. Oh, and that's right. I, the classroom portion was at your place. That's right. And so that's kind of how like, I got swindled. Like, hey, it's going to be a bunch of guys with the, that, like, guns that are going to come to your, <laughs> to your garage. And it's like a pretty little office. And, you know, do you want to, like, come? And I'm like, oh, they sound scary. I really thought you guys were all very scary people. And uh, and then he said, um, well, why don't you like why don't, why don't you join? Like you've already done your restricted. This is one extra step. You know, it, it could be fun. So anyway, I went into it completely blinded, didn't know what to think, and went in and kind of fell in love. It's like a big family, and everybody's normal. I, I guess it kind of. You know, well, I mean, that's a that's a nor that's a word you could use, Norm. You know, Matthew. Like, <laughs> keep in mind, she's only been with us for a year, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. I was also raised in the country, so my version of normal is, you know, it's it's a low bench, guys. It's a low. Okay, bench. good. Fair. Well, yeah. we like to keep that bar low. The lower we can keep that bar, happier everybody is. That's right. But you know, quite frankly, I got into it, and uh, Richard and Jason were like muffin. Awesome. Oh, sorry, muffin. I I can't just <laughs> breaking the rules. Um, Jason and Richard were just, they were awesome teachers and they, it's, I almost feel like everybody who gets a restriction re restricted license should have to do black badge because I got my restricted and I didn't know shit. And then I took the black badge and I felt like I had the power. I had the understanding. I had the control and I felt safe and I no longer was afraid of guns. And now I like them. So very cool. Yeah. You're yeah. not the first person who I've heard say that where, they they're very uncomfortable with a handgun until after they take and it's not necessarily just the black badge but any sort of handgun training course and it really does demystify it we see handguns on tv we see handguns in the movies and they're almost a hundred percent of the time used for bad things and 100%. so they're scary there's always some oh the gun just went off and you know he's like oh my goodness these things just go off by themselves why would you want one in your house this is crazy i'm gonna die right but when you, you when you get a hold of it yourself and you get some actual training from somebody who knows what they're talking about, all of a sudden you're controlling it and it can't do anything unless you tell it to do it. So yeah, that's really cool to to have that sort of flip one eighty mindset on and I think as a female it's 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 quite empowering to to know that you can have the capacity to, you know, aim and shoot a gun and and it's it's a very powerful feeling. 
And I'm yeah. the same way, Trevor, as a female. As a female, you- I feel it's very empowering to hit what I'm aiming at. <laughs> yeah. And as a male, I feel even more empowering because I can do it better. Oh my! Oh! oh. Uh huh. See what you did, the Matthew. Hate mail, gentlemen. The why, hate mail can go Why do you to, do um... this to me, Matthew? <laughs> you're like you're like the Julian to my Ricky. Why would you do that to me? Not you know mean. I'm going to go off the rails. What is a oh. Julian and a Ricky? That's is, awesome. Is this is a trailer, trailer, trailer Park Boys reference? Oh, I don't watch that. Oh, listen to yeah, well, the rails. us tonight on Slamfire, and that was Terry, so everyone. Terry. Real, uh, real question for you. Real. Did you think it's strange that you were able to get a firearms license without ever having to prove that you can shoot a firearm? Oh, a hundred percent. Isn't that something? But it, it, I found I found it more strange once I finally like was able to like go to a club and put a gun in my hand and shoot. Unsupervised, just go, yeah, yeah, and and not know what I today, right? Because black badge has taken, you know, it's moved it up a few notches. So, yeah, I find it very strange that we you know get somebody to touch a gun there's no bullet in it you know you're in a classroom usually at a college or university that's where I did mine and you know you're holding a gun that's not going to be fired then you're given a license and then you're like you know good luck yeah (laughs) that's like getting in a car with no gas this is what the gas pedal would do this is what it would do here's your license here's some gas have some fun (laughs) At least when Driver's Ed was a high school class in the 70s, it was a simulator, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, I I think it's, yeah. Anyway. So, Terry, you mentioned that you found that um, uh, the Ipsic community in New Brunswick is like one big family. And I I see where you're coming from because you see pretty much a lot of the same faces week in, week out. You know that we're always willing to help each other with equipment or, oh, you didn't bring enough ammo or let me give you some help with this stage breakdown, stuff like that. Um, so is it safe to say then your experience so far? Well, I don't want to assume. How how has your experience been with regards to firearms being an old boys club? Good question. I think I think it's still... I think it's still boys club. I mean, there's definitely not a lot of females um, in, in the organization and I'd love to see there, there be more females, but I don't feel like it's an old boys club where the boys don't want you there. I can see that there's, it's a very open inclusive club where, you know, young or old, you know, girl or guy, everybody seems to really want to see you improve, do better. You know, people are messaging you, you know, via email or Facebook, or they're getting your phone number and texting you and, you know, they're, they're kind of rooting you on and saying, you know, Hey, you coming to the shoot. So, you know, I've, I've definitely had a lot of encouragement from, from folks and um, you know, lots of pointers and, and I feel like I have a ton of mentors. So it's, it's been a. I got a screenshot. Great, that. That's hilarious. Great. <laughs> your, your, your camera froze in one of those awful. <laughs> Oh, did it really? Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, you didn't I got a screen capture. I'll send it to you later. <laughs> That's not cool. <laughs> totally cool. Welcome Black to Slam Fire. Uh, yeah, that's, that's sort of, I mean, as a non-female, um, I, I sort of Are feel... Are you sure? Yeah, well, yeah, you know, okay. I, I identify yeah, the way yeah, I want sure. to, Trevor. Don't tell me how I have to identify. <laughs> don't assume Don't assume my identification. That, that's identity theft, Trevor. It affects millions of people every year. I know. Um, I know. No, anytime we have, uh, and, and it is, it's a male-dominated sport. Ipsic is very much uh, a, a guy's sort of club. But I've noticed anytime a female shows up, 
we almost all bend over backwards trying to make sure that she has a good time, that she's well taken care of, that we're not horsing around too much or being inappropriate and all that stuff. Like I really do think that we try to make it as 100% inclusive for everybody as we possibly can. And I, I, I'm glad that you feel the same way because that's, that's what we're definitely trying to do. It's going to be next to impossible to get a 50-50 split in this sport, males to female. Yep. But that doesn't mean it can't be our goal and to try to get as many females involved as we can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're going to pick a sport, uh, Ipsic has, in my experience, the most female competitors out of, out of the shooting sports I, I, I shoot in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was that and Cowboy it, Action? Is that other one you shoot there? <laughs> yeah and the uh, thing is um you're it's not a sport where you need to be a man to be good there are women shooters that are among the best in the world and beat and men every day that's the nice thing about guns is it levels the playing field if yeah. you can run fast and you can shoot accurately you're going to be just as good as any other guy and even yep. in the real world um, a 120-pound petite female walking through a dark alley in Chicago can take out a six-foot-six thug mm-hmm. with her nine mil if she needs to, if he comes after her, right? The yeah. gun levels the playing field, and, and it's, well, it's and not this a playing well, field, huh? And this playing field is not designed to be difficult for one gender over the other. No. I mean, yeah. we all run the same course of fire. So it's not like here's the ladies' course, here's the men's course. Um, there are women yeah, not like that golf. Will... Golf is sexist, right? You know, um... golf is also boring. Yeah, exactly. Good point. <laughs> Got you. you. Yep. Yep. Welcome yep. to the show. You can stay. Yeah, a willful and deliberate misuse of a perfectly good rifle range, <laughs> Winston Churchill. So, so yeah. I mean, who knows? In in another year or two, uh, Terry could be whooping all our butts. Because oh, it's I, not about like we're not arm wrestling, we're not bench pressing, uh, we're not figure skating. It's running and gunning, and anyone, regardless of their gender, um, it can do it. So, mm-hmm. um, so how many of the female New Brunswick Ipswich shooters have you had a chance to to meet, be squatted with? Um, every time you see one, do they ask you to go to the bathroom together? Like, how does that work? <laughs> uh, I think I've met like four. So. Okay. There'd be like Lynn here in Hampton and then Preska and what is, what's your secretary's name? What's her name? Jose. Jose. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you can call her Jose if it's easier. That's fine. That would be not nice. (laughs) She doesn't like it, but we call her that anyway. (laughs) I won't do it then. Only Um, when she's not listening or around or has a gun. Like this is a recorded thing. I'm not going to say it. Gotcha. Right. And I have one other female that I met, but that, that would be it that I've, I've met so far. Everyone's been Really kind, really respectful, super welcoming. We do not go to the bathroom together. So no. usually Mo goes Hold to each the other's bathroom. guns. Make sure, like, because sometimes the doors don't lock. So I'm like, stand outside. <laughs> now, <laughs> she's got her own Mo. She's not talking about the Mo that the listeners know, the other Mo from Action Shooting Radio. She's got her own Mo. And he yeah. asked, her Mo spells his name right. The other Mo was lazy, just goes M O. So <laughs> my, my Mo is M O E. Yeah. 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 My bow. And um, so, but is, are you coming into any situations where you're walking to the stage and you hear the other female uh, competitors talking about your holster and how the color is wrong or, oh my God, look at those mag pouches. They're like not, they were so last year. No, you know, it's funny. So I just got like 
blue like metallic mag pouches and it's the guys that are super excited for the colors so <laughs> like <laughs> the guys are like oh my god where'd you get that and is that electric blue <laughs> yeah <basically. laughs> i didn't know they had that color yet yeah the guys are really excited uh, and especially uh, at our club the uh the guys like dip their bullets they're like purple and pink and like powder so, coated bullets yeah. yeah i don't have those yet but they're really cool looking <laughs> awesome fancy what kind cool. of uh what kind of pistol do you shoot uh glock 17 nine mil yeah yeah, yeah. and I'll, I'll probably stick on that for quite some time that's what i, I get... shoot i love my glock 17 works great it's a very comfortable gun and it doesn't mm-hmm. seem to ever break <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah so yeah. i like that yep trevor yep. how's your gun doing when's the last time so so terry when's the last time you had to replace anything in your glock uh, I don't think we've ever had to replace right. anything. Yeah. Terry, how many last time you replace something in your 1911? I don't know going to ask. Terry, how many rounds do your Glock? I don't know. I don't count. Not as many as you. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I've, I've, he, he's he's grasping for straws here, Terry. He's trying to, <laughs> no to grasp that uh, high changed, round was breaking his I, gun. I changed an extractor for um, uh, routine maintenance, preventative maintenance. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I do for preventative maintenance with my Glock? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and Every if you leave your I'll Glock alone, <laughs> if you if you leave your Glock alone, it'll be it'll treat you just fine. The last yeah. match, I watched the two Glock shooters that are left in my club spend a lot of time at the safety area. Well, yes, because they've got some pretty tricked out Glocks. They're trying to they're trying to take a stock car and make it do an IndyCar's job, and you can't do that. No. That's right. Just and, Trevor and, drives an Indy car, and you have to have a high-tuned vehicle, and they they require more maintenance. I we just like to bust his chops over it. There's nothing wrong with what he shoots. We just like no, to just fun. you, just you. Everyone else has moved on. That joke is passe. Oh, not me. But you're, no, you're no, I'm not going to let yet. this die. No, you're living I, in the past. It's for posterity. Posterity. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, when you have a jam on Instagram too, we got to like yeah. razz you on it. Yeah. yeah. Didn't you get a jam a little while back? You had an issue there with the thing with the. No, my shot. I mean, I was I was shooting two semi-automatic shotguns, one in each hand, yesterday, and one of them jammed. Oh, well, that's understandable because you know I don't know why. Because it was a brand new gun, not broken in yet. Didn't even have like a box of shells. Limp-wristing. You're limp wristing. I was limp wristing. Yeah, that's what I got accused of. Anyway, isn't this about Terry and not about me? I could use a little a little neglect right now. You could, you, I could use I could use a little neglect right now. That's hilarious. I like that line. <laughs> so. Um, Terry, um, you had a good first year. I have, yeah. And what are you looking forward to to next year? Um, getting to be a better shot for sure. Um, running a little faster. I'm I I run now. I walked at the beginning, so I'm good. like I like a little bit of a, like a bunny hop to me, but I'm definitely not as fast your mo. And um, I'd love to see more women join. Nice. Yeah, um, we are getting about one per class. We had one at the last Hampton class who decided halfway through the day that uh, she had had enough. That was unfortunate. Mm. Um, we had another one who wasn't ready in the spring in the Fredericton class, but she's got all kinds of heart, and she had signed up for the pistol class that Matthew and I teach. And um, unfortunately, the class got canceled. But yeah, Matthew and I teach handgun classes 
I don't know if you were aware of that. You were talking about coming out and no training available other than the black badge. Matthew and I have been teaching fundamentals and beyond fundamentals two day class for a number of years now. Um, he says a number done, of years because he can't remember the exact number of years that it is. That's correct. Um, we've, we've only done one in New Brunswick so far, but we <laughs> believe it or not, we we sell out in Alberta every year and travel to Alberta every summer. To, people who already have, they're restricted or? Yep. Yep. Uh, it would be good if you had your own license, but it's not a requirement. If your spouse has two guns and two holsters and you want to come along, um, then, you know, whatever. We'll, uh, you're not required to have a firearms license, take our class. Just, uh, you know, we might look into you a little bit to make sure you're not a sketch bag. But, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we had, uh, we had more women take black badges this year than, uh, I can remember in, in recent history. And I know Richard is, uh, it's a goal of Richard to try and, uh, get a, quite a few more, uh, in 2019. So yeah, he's been recruiting me to help him. Nice. Nice. We're on a, we're on a half, I guess. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not, as training coordinator, I have one request. Yeah. Don't fill the class up with people for the sake of filling it up. Absolutely. Um, if they can't meet the uh, accuracy requirement beforehand, it'll become quickly apparent and they won't finish the day. So, yeah, well, you don't want people walking in and getting disappointed. That's right. Well, that's it. You know, yeah. like um, there's one girl who um, was basically stopped because by lunch she hadn't passed a single drill and was getting worse. So I made the judgment call of, Hey, why don't we save your money and not waste any more of your ammo? And if you can get some practice before the next black badge, Hey, you're paid. Yeah. We'll let you, we'll let you into another one before the season's over. So she had, you know, a couple more come up and then one in the fall. And unfortunately, it did. Cool if you even had like an intro program, even before the black badge for people who've never shot, because the black badge would be very daunting if you've never shot a gun before. Well, well, then it's not frankly, designed for people who haven't shot a gun yeah. before. It's designed for people who yeah. already know how to run their gun. Black badge is really designed to teach you how to play Ipsic. That's it. Not it's not supposed to teach you to shoot. To yeah. It's, uh, there's a, there's pre prerequisites. Yeah, like if you have people coming in and they're getting burnt out right before lunch, then it's yeah. almost like they need like intro too. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And um, every like we're trying to increase the quality of instruction within New Brunswick. We're trying to standardize a few processes and every instructor brings different things to the table. And, and some of them are checking the competency level of their students beforehand and offering a session and some aren't. So okay. it all depends on the time they have available and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's definitely, I think we should probably do a better job of letting new shooters know, Hey, this is actually physically demanding. You're going to be on your feet for like 10 hours and you're going to be shooting more rounds in one day than you probably ever shot in one day. So mm -hmm. you you may find your hands getting sore and your wrist getting tired and sore. And so, yeah. Um, but as I Matthew mean, the, said, the, the point is there that, that she was mentioning, I think is, is a salient one. And we need more beginner courses across the country because uh, it's quite easy to find a black badge in, in many areas. Uh, you, you might have to wait in some areas. Um, in Edmonton here, it's about a month waiting period, but that's it. That's it's your month and you're in, right? 
so like having more of those those fundamental like bare bare fundamentals might might be a thing i don't know i think a lot of people like rely on on their friends and family for, for that kind of stuff yeah but sometimes you end up with like just bad habits anyways right off yep. like yep. Right off the get go. <clears throat> yep. so that's, no, that's yeah true. there's a lot of variety there yeah yeah no question so you think there's a need for that then terry is that something that you would have signed up for had you had the opportunity before you yeah Absolutely. Yeah. And I can see like, you know, it's an intimidating sport, but it's the nerves of people, right? Because there's a lot of basics that once you get the basics, the fear kind of dissipates and then you can kind of take on the challenge of, okay, how do I become a better shooter? Right. Yeah. Maybe like a, a three hour course (laughs) where it's like, Let's shoot at a bench, and by the time we're done, you will be able to shoot a pistol and safely put it down on the bench and be done with it kind of thing. Yep, because it's, it, it's, it's just that process of getting over that and understanding sort of the, the basic rules and dynamics of, you know, being a black badge, being an IPSC. And then, and yeah, the full black badge is daunting, and it's physically demanding, and it's emotionally demanding, and you get hungry a lot. Yep. <laughs> yep. Shooting makes you hungry. It's like swimming. Yeah, I think part of that is uh, um, as adults, we get into adult life and some of us don't uh, do not do any other sports. And then we forget about like, oh, yeah, if I'm going to spend uh, 10 hours outdoors, <laughs> I need yeah. some water. I need a yeah. lot of water and yeah. food and snacks and yeah. all these things and, and sunblock. And if you forget your sunblock, <laughs> well, you can go sit underneath an umbrella. You're out in the sun, right? That's right. That's Cook right. Yeah. And then when we do those those fall black badges, you might need gloves and ski pants in the morning and sunscreen in the afternoon because New Brunswick. Yeah. So, Maritime weather. Yeah, be exactly. Yep. yep. <laughs> cool. Uh, um, so uh, what surprised you the most about uh, about getting into competition shooting? Hmm. No, I, I guess I didn't really have any expectations. I didn't really know what I was walking into, to be fair. Um, I think the most surprise was just how uh, majority of people seem to just really want to have fun. I mean, there's definitely like, I mean, Trevor is definitely competitive, I can tell. And there's definitely very competitive people. But like, people still look like they want to have fun. And they're like, enjoying themselves and nobody's taking it overly seriously. So Again, I like- with the exception of Trevor. Yes, you're correct on that. <laughs> yeah. Trevor has fun if he's winning. If he's not winning, he's not having fun. <laughs> well, when I when when I saw you, Trevor, you actually weren't shooting at all, were you? Or were you? I I don't remember. You don't remember if you were shooting. What, like where? The provincials. Did you shoot? I oh, I shot the pre-match. What a nightmare that was. Never again. How no, come? didn't you no, know, there was no pre-match. So what me and the quartermaster and the assistant quartermaster did was we shot through. Mm-hmm. and shooting through means you just shoot a stage, go to the next stage. And if there's a squad there, you jump to the front of the line, you shoot, you leave. Well, we tried to not inconvenience other squads. So we went to all the stages that were empty and just rushed through it and went as fast as we could. And we shot like crap. And one of the guys with me got DQ'd. And so, yeah, by the time you saw me, I did have my belt off because I had shot like the two days by two o'clock on the first day or something ridiculous. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, not 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 my smartest move at all. But I was anyway. That that match was about making sure that the provincials was successful for you guys, mm-hmm. not 
I know this is weird, but it wasn't about me. I know. Whoa, 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 I know. Whoa, whoa. I know. Put an edit point in here and fix that. <sighs> it was bound to happen sooner or later, Matthew. I'm getting soft in my old age. You made a typo with your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Um, was that the first match that we were at where we were both competing? I think so, but I don't know. Right, because the weekend of your black badge with Muffin and Richard, I was off teaching one somewhere else with somebody else. So yeah, and I don't think you ever came down to Hampton when I was shooting. But Just I don't. the two, the two fifty. I wasn't at the two fifty. Uh, okay, and you didn't do SummerSlam. So your first time in Russia was uh, provincials. Yeah. And your mind was blown. Lost it. Like I, second day, I was like, "How do people do this?" Like. <laughs> I was like, I feel like it's like an endurance sport. Like you need to like prep yourself for it because you don't realize how much energy it will take, you know, because usually yeah. I shoot on a Thursday night and that's like, what, three, four hours maybe? Yeah. Yeah. So, 60 yeah. rounds. So this was, this was your first year in Ipswich and you shot the Provincials, a two-day match? Yeah. Wow. That's ambitious. That's kind of what, yeah, that, I, I sort of did the same thing. It's sort of Trevor, first year of Ipswich, shot SummerSlam. It's like. Just jump in with both feet. Why not? <laughs> Just Why not? Have fun or don't. It sounded, like a, it sounded like a fun idea, and it was a great opportunity to meet like everyone else, right? Because we're here in Hampton, so yep. it was super fun, and everybody was really nice. Yeah, we're pretty nice. And, and Mo won a, a hat. <laughs> well, that's basically <laughs> worth the trip right there. Got a hat at got the prize the prize table. He got a he got a hat. Uh, now, to uh, to be fair, and I yes, I will throw the rest of the Ipswich New Brunswick under the bus. The rest of the Ipswich New Brunswick executive under the bus. We all know I'm okay with doing that, and and sometimes I need to be thrown under the bus. But I told them I'll be the match director, and I will do everything, and I do mean everything except the prize table. One of y'all has to do the prize table. And there you go. That was your prize <laughs> table. Did they do that? You mean like they had to recruit prizes? Right. Get sponsors and get prizes. Oh, yeah! One good prize. You're welcome. I did that. Yeah, I, I got the guns. I didn't I got win. The popper. I got the 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 bullets. Uh, what I didn't get was the pressure watcher, which I ended up buying for fifty bucks from the guy who won it. <laughs> good deal. <laughs> So, well, as a new shooter, did you like? Was the prize table like a big draw? Where you're like, yeah, prize table. Where you're like, more of a no. There would be a prize table. No. Yeah. Well, I actually did because Richard said every time he invites a newbie, they win something, and he wanted me maybe not to come. (laughs) Like he did this quotation so that I didn't win. That was basically the only reason I knew. Um, The the idea of winning like a gun excited me, but everything else, like a hat, I was like, I'm not going to wear a hat. So. (laughs) Yeah. You got to come to SummerSlam because that's where we dump like five thousand dollars worth of guns on the prize table. I, I'm I'm signed up. I come want on. a gun at the SummerSlam. Yes, you did. No, you want a gun at Nationals. Oh, was that Nationals? That oh, was okay. Nationals. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, all right. I, I, I take that back. I still want a gun. You did win a gun. So. What'd you win? Uh, twenty-two pistol, a Beretta, oh, nine wow. uh, seventy-one. 72, something, I don't know, something like that. Little bread, like a little James Bond kind of little pistol. It's really neat. Yeah, surplus handgun that Israeli teachers used to carry in the classroom because yep. it's real. <laughs> yeah, because it's real. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Do you guys have anything else for Terry? No, I think we covered pretty much everything. That was uh, 
It was it was good. So so you're enjoying Epic then? You're you're liking it? Yes. All right. Sticking cool. with it. You'll see me again. Awesome. awesome. Well, maybe after next year's season's done, you can come back on and tell us how season two went. And I'll mm. be a very good shot by then. Yes. Like I'm, you know, when I'm still on good, it's just when I start moving. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and that thing you talked about today where we had our chat back and forth. Yeah. Sometimes the faster you go, the less that happens because you don't have time to think about it. You just, it doesn't happen. Oh, God. Yeah, you you tend to see your accuracy sometimes improve at speed. Okay, just start going yeah. faster. Yeah. So, and um, you will be you and Mo and a few others will have been members for a year by the time the ARO class comes up. Yep. And you've got your you got your three level twos under your belt, and mm-hmm. you guys are going to become ROs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm exciting. I'm excited okay. to have uh, have you guys attend class with me. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. No, I'm excited for it too. It's going to be awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank yeah, you for coming on. Thanks for coming on. No worries. Okay, I'm going to exit now, okay? All okay. right. Have a good night. Okay. Say hi to Mo. You're I Mo. Know. Not the other Mo. I, You're Mo. He's watching. I know he is. I know <laughs> he is. <laughs> All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. All right. Do you guys want to jump back into the uh, new guest? Sure. Yeah. There's, uh, there's some interesting ones in here that I wanted to talk about. We're not even uh, going to take a second and talk about how awesome that was. We're just going to like throw out of the car and move on. Well, at least it's not the bus. Yeah, yeah well, she, she's not going to go under the bus. Um, so, full disclosure, I had no, I, I, I don't know Terry from a hole in the ground, and I had no idea that she had a history or a past with firearms. So that kind of contributed to the interview in a, a very interesting way that I wasn't prepared for. So, mm-hmm. uh, thank you for coming on, Terry, and telling that story. It it made for uh, really interesting content. Definitely. Mm. All right, so Sorry. Now we Matthew, you're the host. I don't know. You're the lead host, Matthew. Run this thing. Done stuff. All right, then. I'm not doing it. Somebody else do it. <laughs> you're the lead host. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you, you guys to, to do it. Some... I'm delegating. I'm tell- All right. Somebody. Anybody but me. Mystic Precision <laughs> is uh, is selling some 22 Creedmoor barrels. So 22 Creedmoor. What is like? Yeah, that's what I thought. What? What? That sounds that sounds silly. 22 Creedmoor. What kind of what kind of silly round is that? It's actually pretty interesting. So imagine like a 22-250 is kind of like a 308 neck down to 22, 22 caliber, right? Basically. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. Like I, I know it isn't. It's it's actually a, a different case, but uh, who cares? Uh, imagine something similar, but now you can shoot heavy bullets because most 22-250s are made for like 40, 50 grain kind of thing, right? They're not made for these heavy bullets. Uh, 22 Creedmoor. Uh, most guys are shooting them with 90 green burgers, 80 green burgers, and they're getting 3000 to 3,500 FPS out of these things. And they can uh, feed these out of 10 round mags because there are more magazines available that, uh, that run six, five Creed more because it's very similar to the 308. Um, and it, wor- it works in a short action. So uh, Jerry over at Mystic Precision was uh, was selling some of these these barrels, and that's that's what I was interested in. And he was talking to Ryan Stacy about uh, uh, about the cartridge and that kind of thing. So coyote round, long range, uh, and kill that thing dead because you're whacking it with like a lot of a lot of energy uh, way out there compared to like a twenty two fifty, which again is just is is like got as as much powder, but is throwing uh, a lighter, it's just a much smaller, smaller bullet. Yes, much lighter. It loses yeah. its vo- yeah, yeah, and is more affected by the wind and all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
So that's cool. No, the Creedmoor sounds like an interesting, an interesting uh, cartridge for sure. I thought it was yeah, it was interesting in in the application benefits compared to the other stuff. Now it's yeah, still see, it's, it's still not a standard cartridge. It's still no. weird, but there, there there are still memes about people who who shoot the Creedmoors. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So if you want to be part of that meme and and identify with that, maybe a Creedmoor is for you. However. Uh, but it's uh, yeah. a two fifty three thousand Savage is its parent case, by the That's way. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that till just now. I thought I'd look that up because I forgot. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's pretty close to a three eight. Anyway, so it those are out. Yeah. yeah, I saw this one today. MOA Precision is making an auto load lifter for the M three K, and they're working for on a version for the Bentley M two. So you know how my Browning A five, you take the shells, you stroke them in, and if the port's empty, it grabs one of those and throws it in the chamber like automatically for you. Automatically, yes, automatically. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> those guys are making one for the M3K and for the Benelli M2, which will uh, be amazing because then you don't have to port load; you just feed them through the bottom, and uh, and that's it. You're good to go. So super exciting for us three gun guys. Uh, not so much for most other people. Maybe for duck hunters, would you use that for duck hunting? <laughs> Loaded a little, <laughs> grab a couple extra rounds, and then uh, and then. <laughs> You know, get a couple of get a couple of extra shots off on the ducks, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Uh, the next one here, Iron Guns has the Howa Precision Rifles in six five Creedmoor and three oh eight for five ninety nine US, which is uh, pretty inexpensive. Um, I'm not sure about the look of these things. I'm just clicking there now to see because you have uh, you're pretty opinionated in the show notes here about how. Oh boy. I'm not very ugly opinionated on the looks of guns very often. I'm I'm pretty okay with like pretty ugly looking guns. I think well, these things this are time you're downright offended. Oh yeah. This is this is <laughs> Look, it's function over form, obviously. If these things better <clears throat> shoot good. Oh, then you just described <laughs> you just described my uh, prom date. Where is this? This, this gun better have a great personality because yeah, this, this better have a great personality. <laughs> is this the uh, miscongeniality uh, winner of of guns? <laughs> well, it's a priced winner, definitely. The price. Oh, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> it has the lines of what's the it's, world? It's so hard to describe the lines. <laughs> Ugly. Like the front half, it's an AR. The back half of it is like an SKS chassis in in the back yeah. of an SKS. Yeah, and how it reminds me of like one of one of those old SKS chassis where that they yeah. tried to put the aluminum stuff on, and it was the thing is how it makes nice stuff though. Look how yeah. how how it makes like generally good barreled action rifles. Look at there. this thing. Though. Well, it probably shoots lights out. It's just. Like I said, it's function over form. Yes. Doesn't necessarily look How good, but it that? probably shoots great. Yeah. Yeah. And that, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. All right, our teacher, back up. <laughs> Christina right. says the patterns are, are conflicting. Yes. <laughs> the patterns are conflicting. Uh, yeah. It's a little bit camouflage. Yep. Hey. Uh, we just got photo bombed or i think basically i'm not sure what the term for it would be is that the first time that's the first time i've ever seen christina on camera for she well she she popped on once before but i wasn't talking so no one saw it Mm because it wasn't on me but it was hilarious what she had done the sign there was noise being made so sweet 
Uh, RWS is selling a WK180C ACR stock adapter for $70. ACR stock adapter? Mm-hmm. The ACR that one looks like a boot? Uh, like, yeah, I think. It's the one that lets you fold your stock? Uh, no, what to do? ACR. Because we looked at a different stock for the WK180 a couple of it, weeks ago. It yeah, looks boot-ish, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think you can get a folding. You can get a folding uh, option for it. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. The ACR stock looks like that ladies' winter boot. The UG. Um, guys, the I got a lot of heat mail. It's uh, already started. Um, apparently, I owe all women everywhere in the universe uh, an apology. Yep. And I don't even remember exactly what I said. Doesn't matter. I, uh, you, they are correct. <laughs> who are saying this to you? Sorry, Matthew. Could you repeat they, that? They, they are correct. These people who are saying this to you. This is this is good. <laughs> They're correct. They're correct. I owe them an apology. Yeah, absolutely. Oh well, then I'm definitely not doing it. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Hate mail to Trevor for a lot at slamfireradio.com. Perfect. Yeah. Eagle Hunting Supply is going to have a year-end blowout from November 10th to 14th. They're also, I think, this is a brilliant. So you know how in CGN for the uh, dealer po- uh, forums, whatever is posted on most recently ends up at the top. Mm-hmm. They're giving away a free WK 180 to the person to a random commenter on their thread, which basically nice. guarantees that their thread is going to be like permanently pinned to the top yep. uh, for the next couple of weeks here, at least <laughs> <laughs> brilliant idea. So if you want a chance to win a, a WK 180 C, go comment on their thread. Uh, Tezro is offering some ammo samplers, and this is like fancy dancy ammo. So mm-hmm. uh, they've got 22 ammo um, that you can try in your uh, gun. It's from like Lapua, Ely, RWS, SK. They've got a super fancy version, a mid-range version, and a semi-auto version. So uh, based on what you want to shoot, you can uh, they'll send you like a, a taster's pack, if you will, of uh, different 22, and you can tried in your gun and see what works really great yeah for for the uninitiated many 22 rifles are very picky about what ammo they really like if you're just out planking it doesn't matter grab whatever you want just go out minute a pop can you're good to go but if you're target shooting or you want some you know really really good accuracy the, the 22 rifles are very picky about what they like and what once you find what they like uh, you can make them very accurate and you just buy just that ammo from now on um, and this lets you kind of pick and choose some of the some uh well like like it says it's a sampler pack you, you try a bunch of different stuff and it's a, a nice neat easy to get package to to be able to do that yeah oh, that's a good idea mm. this next one is uh tenna's got the zestava m48s i haven't seen these recently that's the reason why i put it in here um uh they're the yugoslavian eight mil mauser uh rifles and uh the price looked pretty good like, it does, and this is a rifle that I'd like to add to my Millsurp collection. But Millsurp collection, yeah, yeah devastated well, Millsurp collection. You got to like fill that thing back up. <laughs> I do, but with I'm only going. I'm going to stick with common calibers, right? Like also eight millimeter for sure. Yeah, I get that exactly, Matthew. Right? Like I got rid of all the stuff in seven point six two by fifty four R because it's although cheap. it is, it's so it, cheap to buy that ammo, and it yeah. is cheap to buy that ammo, but. 
it's almost always corrosive mm -hmm. and I'm not interested in pouring hot water down my barrels and dealing with all the extra maintenance. Like you got a cheap gun or well, the idea of a cheap gun and cheap ammo is so you can shoot them a lot. But when I have to clean right away, when I get home, uh, no, no, thank you. I'm not interested. And so am I going to reload for that car for that caliber? Mm, no, probably not. I'll reload for 303 though. And 303 is still available commercially all over the place, especially in this province, because everybody's got a 303 British. They don't call them Lee Enfields. So they're 303 Britishes. They're all bubbed. So lots of lots of uh, 303 ammo available. And then my other mill serps are all 30 out six and 308. So, but damn, I love this gun. It, but, it it's got that very classic yes military bolt action. Mm -hmm rifle look it, it's the kind of rifle that you looked at when you were reading your tintin books as a kid going oh i wish i had a gun like that yes yep yeah. absolutely it was a gun that as a child i would have called an army gun yeah i was at Definitely. a guy's house the other day dad and his father had an army gun that would have been yep. like all i would have known been. yep <clears throat> yeah but yeah eight millimeter no thanks yeah gotta reload but, for that thing gotta get nine mil way more common Hey, Way I wanted to ask uh, your 303. Uh, have yes. you had the headspace check? No, where I just shoot the bolt. Nothing. Do you full length size the cases? I've yet to resize, but I will full length resize every time. For 303, I will not. Uh, I won't be just neck sizing. I'll, I'll I'll determine what length I want my brass to be, full length resize, and trim every time. As a matter of fact, for my um, Wilson trimmer. Is it Wilson? That real fancy trimmer that Brownell has. I got the neck turner that they make too. Super accurate. The case is going to die. The die is held into the trimmer. And anyway, uh, I actually bought the, the die for that trimmer. So if World's Finest Trimmer makes one in 303 British, I'll probably switch that because it's just so much faster. And let's face it. I mean, why am I? Because <sighs> I can. <laughs> I've been pressing 303 brass and uniforming the primer pockets and deburring the flash holes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's time off anyways, right? It's, it's when you're at home doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's one and done, the, and you get to keep... What's the most you've reloaded any single case for that thing? I've never reloaded for 303. I'm only starting to prep brass now. Oh, you're going to... You may find a lot of those 303s have a real generous headspace. Generous space. headspace, yep. And you will get some incipient case head uh, yep. problems in those. Yeah, yeah. I th I hear numbers between two and three, and then the brass is done. Yeah, unless you swap the bolt heads. So the bolt heads are swappable on those, right? And you can get a tighter. Yeah, you get a tighter one, and then you yep. can reload to your heart's content. And it'll be so. Fun. How do I measure and determine like which bolt head I need? You get a go no go case, and you so get you a, a, a guns, bolt you head, or you can just use a, a round, and you just screw on a different bolt head, stick it on until you find the one that's tight. That's an option too. With, How do you do it? There's well, probably a website on this. Yeah. Or you work at a gunsmith. I'm sure he knows how to yeah, like check headspace. Yeah, I, I I learned how to do it that real quick and cheap and easy, dirty way from a local gun store owner. So I'm sure there's lots of people yelling at the screen right now going, oh, yeah, yeah, you got to do it that way. Anyway, whatever it works. hasn't blown up on me yet. Oh, man. And they're out there too, Matthew, because I read some articles on how to adjust the front sight on a Lee Enfield. And yeah. somebody was like, don't worry about that screw. Just use punches and drift it. And some guy lost his mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he, he, he'll love to know that I have a fiber optic on the front side of my Lee Enfield. 
Oh, yeah. You're the devil. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. a bobbin. <laughs> All right. Uh, last thing I wanted to mention, uh, uh, Black Friday is November 23rd this year. So, and really, I wrote this down for myself. <laughs> so I thought, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to remember that. I'm going to leave it in the show notes. So I remember not to buy anything else for at least a couple of weeks because there's going to be now some you tell me. coming up. Bought a stupid handguard and a stupid magazine today. Stupid turn it. Well, I was going to buy some more nine mil ammo because I like two thirty nine per thousand. I'm like, oh, that's that's fine. But Black Friday's coming up. Maybe maybe it'll be better. Mm. Maybe. Anyways, yeah. Thought I'd throw that reminder in there. Yeah, cool. Black Friday coming up. Black Friday mm-hmm. coming up. July twenty third. July twenty third. Yeah, Matthew. Sure, why not? It's absolutely July twenty third. Mm. All right. So that's that then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listener feedback. We're gonna we're gonna check the YouTube stuff. I've been um, adding some. It's stuff just that mostly been... just hate about me. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go it's, check it then because that sounds interesting. Uh, uh, one of our listeners was mentioning that uh, the army's going with a loophole Delta Point, um, and that is going to go on those pistols. And the trigger group is pinned in place so the grunts can't take it apart and give it a good trigger job. Wait, 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 wait. What now? Say that again. More slowly, so I'm listening this time. We were talking about the uh, the P320. Was that the the, yeah. the yeah, yeah. military one? They're they're getting yeah. the plate on top, and they're putting delta uh, loophole delta points on those. They're putting red dots on their pistols. That's correct. Really? That's what the, this listener was saying. Yeah, Matthew. Yeah. If by apology I say I'm sorry, you're mad. Does that count? Is that is that an apology? It it's it's a type of apology. Perfect. Okay, moving on. Yep. So it's close. It's pretty close. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> technically, you said sorry. <laughs> the word sorry was used. Yeah. I'm sorry you're dumb. <laughs> I right? know. No, no, no. This person's not dumb, just irrational. I'm just saying that's it. <laughs> Why do you do this to me? Why do you do this to me? Now you're going to need to apologize for your apology. Why do you do I'm that? so dead now. Oh, Matthew, I was yep. so well behaved when you weren't here. Yep. And now, not so well behaved. <laughs> All right, you guys carry on. I got to deal with this. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to send you some, like, some sensitivity training or like a PR class or something. I'll teach that thing. Very <laughs> yeah. well. Yeah. I will cure all the snowflakes. Yeah, all right. Well, we have um, a couple of emails. First one is from Jason. He says, you small. Uh, yeah, been, okay, Matthew, let me just hold on a second there. Yeah, Matthew, Listen, you're not allowed to, to read this email or answer any questions in it. You, This is an exercise for you to practice listening. Oh, what? all right. No, I wasn't going to cut him for that. I was going to cut him for the first. His arms in a very defensive way. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> Listener uh, feedback is sponsored by Highlander Tactical. To go to HighlanderTactical.com to check out the great supply of both outside and inside the waistband holsters today. Use promo code SLAMFIRE at checkout to save ten percent on your order. Okay, now just do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> now read the list. I'm listening. No, no, I think Gabriel, you should read it. All right, from Jason. I'll use small words. Read it slow. I sent in an email recently about choosing a scope for the uh, rifle. You are using small words. You're using too many of them. (laughs) The question was, how do you decide which scope to buy? I got great advice on what scope to buy 
and I did end up getting a Crossfire 2 3 to 9 by 50 and it worked. I was able to put four shots in the same hole at 50 yards. And although it was amusing to listen to, period, <laughs> you didn't answer the question. If you're going to berate us, Philp, yeah. don't mess up your grammar. <laughs> because uh, although <laughs> it's not correct, people are judged by how they write. And right now we're judging you, buddy. <laughs> hard uh how do you choose so ultimately <laughs> no ultimately it was easy because calgary shooting center was out of stock and cabela's had a sale and i had simple needs but for the listeners how do you decide one inch or 30 millimeter tube period 40 or 50 millimeter bell two to seven or three to nine or 6 to 20, or Vortex, or Loopold, or Nikon, or how is Dick Glass different? What do you look for? I love the work you do and did mass uh, did miss Matt while he was away, but I was looking for the Conquistador by the time the podcast was over. Oh my goodness, that's funny. Saying, <laughs> just saying, enjoy your fall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can that's we an take this? That's ending, enjoy my fall. Hmm, wonder what he means by that. <laughs> Uh, can we take this literally like one question at a time, starting yeah. with how do you side one inch or 30 millimeter tube? In my case, um, I look for other features in a scope that uh, suit my needs. And if it happens to be a one inch, great. If it happens to be a 30 mil, great. That's literally one. the last thing that I worry about is yeah. one inch or 30 mil. If you were going to shoot long range, you'd go 30 because you get more, you generally get more movement in the uh, erector, erector on the inside there. So if you're going to shoot long range, you'll get more MOA up and down. Yeah, Yeah, you get more track in your, so that's that's the purpose that that function serves good enough. Some some people think it's to let more light through. Well, that's the next point here. So Jason, 40 millimeter or 50 millimeter bell, that had the the purpose of that is to let more light in and the more light that comes in the clearer the picture yep and but when only, you're only at a correct magnification there's such a thing as getting more light than you can possibly see benefit or, or from it. make well stuff that's why you don't you get any... a 50 mil bell on a two to seven scope you're wasting your your money on glass yes but yeah what about in low light conditions where it's at dusk, that 50 millimeter bell is going to, when you look with your naked eye, um, you don't see so well. When you look through the scope, all of a sudden it's like, holy God, did somebody turn the lights back on? And a 50 millimeter is going to add more light to your vision in low light conditions than a 40. So if you're doing a lot of dusk hunting, that may be a thing that you want to consider. At high magnification as well. Because at low magnification, your 40 will be fine. Okay. Yep. And then yeah, two to seven. It. Sorry, go ahead. Two to seven, three to nine. Well, before I move on, did you have something else to add to the bell thing? I, I just want to say that I don't have firsthand experience with that, noticing that a bigger bell allows me to see more clearly. I haven't seen that for myself. I've never picked up a 50 mil bell and a 40 mil bell and, and, and shot them or, or looked through them side by side to you see have if to it be really, dusk. really does. Sit in a tree stand. Glass makes a big difference too. Glass quality. Sit in a tree stand at dusk, and you will you will notice a difference. Cool. Um, Yeah, 
I, I believe you. I just wanted to say that I didn't have any first-hand experience with that. That's all I wanted to say. Um, so two to seven, three to nine, six to twenty. That is going again depend on the application. Is it a target scope? Is it a hunting scope? Are you hunting in the bush? Are you hunting out in valleys where distance between you and the targets in the hundreds of meters? Do you need that extra magnification? Adriel came right out and he asked me the other day why I chose uh, a scope for my AR-10 that was anything other than three to nine, given the distances that we shoot while hunting in New Brunswick. And he's right. Chances are while hunting in New Brunswick, a three to nine is all I'll ever need. There are opportunities to take moose at 300 plus meters, but they are few and far between. And does, I will probably live three lifetimes and never have an opportunity to take a moose at that distance. And even still, a moose at 300 meters with a nine power is going to be doable. exactly well, adequate. Like perfectly yeah. adequate. You could do yeah. it with like a four or a six if yeah. you really want to. Yeah, yeah right. So um, the power range is going to be decided upon based on the application for the scope. Why did I go with a 4 to 16 for an AR-10, which is supposed to be a hunting rifle? Because realistically, most of the time, this rifle is going to be shot at the Rescue Gun Club at 600 meters, and I want to be able to see as much of the target close up as possible at 600 meters. So that's why I went 4 to 16. My other 308 scope has a 6 to 24, no less. Um, so would you guys add anything to that? The power I would, range. Um, well, it does. Go ahead, Adriel. I was just going to say like the two to seven or the three to nine, like typically a, a two to seven will be a two to seven by 32 because you can, you can use a smaller objective because you're not using as much magnification mm-hmm. and on a rifle where you want it to sit really low to the barrel. That's great. A three to nine by 40 is very normal on a six to 20. You're normally going to have like a 50 millimeter objective. That's going to sit higher up on the rifle. There are some rifles where if you chose a 6 to 20 by 50, it would sit high enough where now you've got to put a cheek piece. So you got to put something else on there and you're jacking yourself up off, off yep. of your uh, your cheek rest, right? You you just described my um, Magpul 22 rifle. It's a 2 to 7 with a 32 and I've got it as low to the rifle as possible. Yeah. Because if I use that in, in apple seed or maple seed, um, I want to be able to make sure that I'm getting a good cheek well in all those different positions. Some people say, my rifle fits me great. Really? Sit down and, and give me a cheek weld. Go prone and give me a cheek weld. Oh, all of a sudden it don't fit so good, does it? Mm-hmm. It fits good in one position, but if you want to learn to shoot in other positions, it may be good in one, but not good in others. Um, the other thing I'd like to add to the two to seven, to the magnification conversation is consider that you may be shooting things up close. If you're the mm-hmm. type of hunter or if you're a shooter where targets of opportunity come, you know, inside of 50 yards, consider a two to seven over a three to nine because it's surprising how much easier it is to find your target at two magnification than it is at three. The one power difference doesn't seem like a lot, but I've gone almost exclusively two to seven on all of my rifles because I do a lot of shooting that ends up a lot closer than i thought it was going to be and it's it's a lot easier to bring the rifle up on two power and find your target than it is on three power so if you're going to be doing close-up shooting bear that in mind a lot of people always think well how far away can i shoot with this scope well also consider the opposite how close can you shoot you're not going to pick out uh the the head of a grouse with a six to 20 inside of 20 yards you're just not going to find it so yeah, just I share why, that both ends of the extreme need to be considered. That's why I've got a one to eight on my SLR. 
Because yep, my SLR absolutely. can be used for three gun on zero power, hunting yep. on zero power, and if I need it, the power's there. Just, one power. That's one right. Power. Yep. One, one power. to would be yes. a very a very good scope yeah. for, uh, for many applications here in New Brunswick. Anyway. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, last year I uh, I went out with a six five Creedmoor with a six to twenty scope on it, and I shot a deer at maybe thirty yards. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very silly choice. <laughs> <laughs> It worked. Funny, just, nevertheless. It was it was not not a not the best thing to use. Right. Vortex loop holder and icon. Whatever you can afford. I like all of them. I mean, Vortex has has their warranty and, and they're um uh working to innovate their stuff. Their their value is generally pretty good. Nikon's value is generally pretty good as well. Um mm-hmm. I think the like with, with no no matter which one you decide on, um the more standard scopes generally will be a better value so that's why i like the three to nine it's not because like i need that range i don't actually think i think like nine times is is all that useful i just think that a three to nine by 40 is a very standard scope and a lot of scope manufacturers have them very competitively priced and have very good glass in them yep i've got five vortex two loopholds and two bushnell no one bushnell one nikon um i yeah I'm I'm definitely taken with the value for the price point on the vortex. So, uh, loophole, definitely you get what you pay for. I have had the same loophole scope on my bolt action 17 HMR for a few years now, and I just sold it last night for 500 bucks. Like it literally held its value all this time. Hmm. So something to consider. Yeah, they're like there. the Toyota of scopes. Yeah, that's the, that's the nice thing with the um, the scopes that have a, a really good lifetime warranty. They keep their value. Like a Vortex yeah. scope, will it'll lose a little bit off the first uh, initial purchase there, but after that, it just it'll keep. Yeah, and I, I love the Viper line. I've got three of the Vipers, um, and then I've got two of the Crossfires, one Strike Eagle. Probably getting another Strike Eagle from a listener. Uh, that one to six and one to eight is just an illuminated reticle. Love it. Um, how is glass different? Uh, well, glass is different based on how it's finished at the factory and um, what the those coatings the and stuff itself. do. Yeah. They, it allows the, the, the better the light can transmit through the glass, the better the image is going to be. So not all glass is created the same, how it's finished at the factory and the coatings that are put on it. I was told by the guy that used to make my scopes for my archery, uh, the lenses for my archery scopes, that a lot of those Zeiss coatings and stuff, what they're really about is transmitting light through the lens with the least amount of disruption or distortion as possible, which is yeah. what gives you the clarity. Well, there's the the coatings. The coatings are part of it. And then there's the optical clarity. The optical mm-hmm. clarity is super important. You'll see it if you, if you ever look through like a $100 spotting scope, and you notice like, oh, at 20x and 40x, it doesn't get any better. I can't say like it's magnified more, but it's still blurry and, and garbagey at 40x. And uh, and that's because the optical quality isn't isn't very good on those uh, those cheap spotting scopes and why you need to spend like a decent whack of cash on something on a scope or anything that you want to uh, to have high magnification. Right. So yep. yeah, there's that optical it, quality, and in, in, in addition to the light transmission, there's there's some like uh, inexpensive scopes that have pretty good light transmission, but still don't have the optical clarity where they need to when you when you really crank them up. And you'll see it on those cheap scopes where 
it's a six to 18, but really between 12 and 18, that's all basically just muddy garbage. And you 12 is the real max on that scope before you start losing clarity. Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. Um, so that uh, I hope that answered your questions this time, Jason. He already bought a scope, so you know, whatever. Yeah. So what do you even care anymore? <laughs> <sighs> Can never please. If it weren't for the listeners, this would be a great show. Look, Jason, whatever you do, don't get a Crossfire two three to nine by fifty. That is the worst scope you could possibly get for your use. That's the best answer. It's literally, like the bargain basement of optics. Oh, this like uh. Maybe on a tw- maybe on a uh, an airsoft gun. That's it. Yeah, that boat as good as it's for. Mm-hmm. There <laughs> yeah. now we've answered this question. <laughs> Perfect. Um, well, actually, something I forgot to uh, talk about what I did this week in guns, um, and this is really important. So I'm going to put it out there, even though it's we're well past that. Remember last week, Kelly interviewed us about what of your re- which of your recent purchases would you use during apocalypse? Mm-hmm. And I said I would use the 17 HMR. Uh, well, I, I got out and did my scientific testing. I took my new 17 HMR, the A17, and I sighted it in. And with my crossfire 4 to 12, um, I had no problem shooting an inch to an inch and a half with the A17 ammo. The only other brand of ammo I tried was Winchester. And it it acted kind of funny. It really, it, it had three or four really, really tight sub-MOA. And then a complete flyer. So I don't know if it was me or the Winchester ammo, but um, more testing required. Anyway, having never shot the gun before, didn't know where it was going to hit. The scope had been ma- had been mounted already, and uh, it was crooked, so I leveled it. I put the pumpkin down on the stage on the stand at 100 meters away and started pumping rounds into the pumpkin from 100 meters away. Gun was shooting to the left, so I held off a little Kentucky windage and just decimated the pumpkin the pictures are on our facebook page the pictures are on my personal instagram i don't know if i put them on slam fires instagram or not but i will if a pumpkin's head is a scientific measure of the consistency of a zombie's head 17 hmr for the win it just blows the back out of the pumpkin like um golf it's basically ball as scientific old. as you can get i'm pretty sure that's what they use for actual analog testing for uh Zombie yeah. Actually, you know what, Matthew? Since turtle shells are basically bulletproof, mm-hmm. ballistics testing is done on sea turtle shells. I was told that today by one of my students. That's true, actually. <laughs> That's yeah. just because they hate turtles. <laughs> just, <laughs> they just want to kill as many animals in the environment. <laughs> I'm not the I'm not the teacher who listens to that and goes, Oh, really? That's interesting. I'm like, you're literally lying to all of us right now. Stop it. Uh, anyway, do, they, like the sea turtles are just swimming around too. They don't even put them in a lab. They just no, no. They just they, 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 they shoot down on them, trying to get them. Yep, yep. Basically, like pirates and yep. trying to uh, board a Russian freighter. That's basically all true. Basically all true. Yep. So, and then of course it was my 44th birthday yesterday, so I took my 44 Magnum out and shot some pumpkins with that. And then Trevor and I did uh, some. Uh, Typhoon F12 shooting on uh, pumpkins as well. So that was a lot of fun. But yes, I got the testing done and the Savage A17 and 17HMR ammo does a heck of a job on a pumpkin. I'm very Very much looking forward to uh, taking it to Alberta this year. So 
Go, I don't go. care if I got to go a week early and go hunting with Jeff and then take the train or the bus or the plane or walk from Edmonton or Calgary to Edmonton. I'm doing it. Sorry. Where were we? Uh, next email from John. All right. Hello, Slamfire Radio. I'm midway through the episode 276, and I'm screaming at my device listening to Kelly talking about her attendance at the United Way event. Here for about the United Way. 10% of all we go to the people they are trying to help, and the rest is spent on running the United Way. Salaries, overhead, etc. And if that wasn't bad enough, the Canadian Coalition for Gun Control... Oh, good. He tied this into guns. All right, we can continue on. Our good old pal NDC gets about 40% of its annual funding via a group that gets almost 100% of its funding from the United Way. So I, for one, will endeavor to ensure that my donation dollars actually go to fiscally responsible organizations. The United Way is second only in North America to the March of Dimes in soliciting funds to pay their own salaries. I also make a point... Uh, to avoid sending funds to the anti-gun orgs. And if that means my community donation dollars don't go to the United Way, so be it. The Salvation Army is a much better org to receive your donation dollars anyway. But that's a whole other topic. In short, buy a capitalist burger from a street vendor next time, Kelly. Save my blood pressure. At the very least, don't tell me about it. From I'll make a donation in your name to the human fund. Yeah. yeah the self-preservation fund. <laughs> Send me a- uh, all, that. all of this pleases me. I think this mm. is all hilarious. <laughs> and this last one, Trevor, I don't know if it's it's kind of long. Can you read this last one? Uh, let me find it here. Hold on. I have a feeling if you say it's long, um, because I'm basically functioning illiterate, uh, you expect it to. Uh, there it is. Nope, not reading it. <laughs> From James B. to Slap Tire. <sighs> Can you talk about sightings in rifles? <laughs> Yeah, we'd love to talk about sightings in rifles. I cited one. It's right here. I, sp- I cited it. <laughs> I, I'm, I can, I, I've cited several right in front of me. There's one. There, oh, I've cited another one. There, there's one. Oh, yeah, I saw a UFO sighting through my rifle once. That's a, that was a lot of fun, James. Thanks for that. To slap fire. T- slap tire. Yeah. Slap, slap tire. Can you talk about so here, sighting rifles? Sighting in your rifle. You, you, you fiddle with the doohickeys on the top until the bullets go where you want them to. After every shot, too. You make a yeah. shot. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, it's up there. Dial, 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 dial. Oh, it's down always, here. Dial, dial. Yeah, chase, yeah, chase, chase every bullet. Shot, though. Never, never shoot at least five rounds Mm-mm. to get a semblance of a group. Just one. One bullet adjust. One bullet adjust. I was at the range a few years ago with an older guy, and he was doing this. And it was very clear to me that his rifle was not capable of hitting the target that he was shooting at with any better than a 12 or 13 inch group. Like it was just massively inaccurate. Oh, like the most in the gun. And he, and he was shooting one bad. round Mine was. and then dialing a scope so that it should be in the center, firing another round. And it was way somewhere else. And he got so frustrated and left. And I laughed because I tried to tell him, I said, you got to shoot three or four. Well, I've only got six rounds of ammo here. Well, then you're not equipped for sighting in your rifle, sir. Yeah. This is where my dad shot me. Well, your dad never hit a moose either. Did he? <laughs> anyway, yeah, you mean, shoot, a truck. A shoot a group and then cite your your sights to the center of that group and then carry on from there. Yeah, so um I don't know. Should we actually No, no. All right. We won't actually treat this like it was legitimate. We'll we'll revisit next week when he writes his proper email. If, like if he writes in a proper email and he legitimately wants to know how to cite in a rifle, we could talk about that. But I think we've talked about this before and 
I think that there's probably enough information on like we're not going to tell you anything that Google's not going to tell you if you look how to sight in a rifle. We like there's no it's not like there's a magic way to do it. You, there's pretty much one way to do it, and you just do it. You know what? So do it. Maybe if, maybe if we get desperate on topics. Sure. <laughs> I don't. I respectfully disagree with both of you. I think it's something that we should actually cover one one episode. How to sight in your rifle? We've done it. Years we had ago. To have. I know we have. I don't know. You put oh, we could do it better. Where the holes are. We can, we can do it better. All right, about, yeah. You know, sure. using one of those targets that is a one-inch grid pattern. We can't. We can't. We can. we'll, we'll do it one day. But we'll not now. It. Not no, now, Phil. No, or, we'll do it. Not now, Ginger Snaps. Fine, Trevor. We'll do it. Gee. All right. Stop yelling. Stop yelling. What? Stop yelling. If you want to send an email to the show, not you, Trevor. You're not allowed. Send right, it to fine. slamfireradio at gmail.com. Right also, that's how you get a hold of Trevor if you have hate mail regarding his slander against the women folk. I don't for think your I slandered the say, women yeah. folk. Just say for your hate mail because it, we would assume that we're going to get some. <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> All right. iTunes reviews? Yes, got we got one. one. From mm-hmm. uh, Sean Eminel from Canada. Version uh, five, five stars. Awesome podcast to listen to. Uh, oh, it keep... is the wrong review. This isn't for ours. Oh, yeah. Yep, you're right. Mm-hmm. Why would anybody say we're awesome? Mm-hmm. Uh, keep on doing what you. G- okay, I'm gonna read this literally. Read on. No, <laughs> keep wow. on doing what your guys and girls are doing. I love the weekly podcast, and you can't ask for a better bunch of people. <laughs> Chances are that was written with thumbs on an iPhone. Yeah, probably. Okay. Thank you for the for the feedback. We'll keep doing what we're doing, and that is make fun of the hosts or make fun of the listeners and patronizing them and and make fun of their bad spelling and grammar. You should have been here to hear my description of the Millsurp shoot this weekend. I even had Adriel confused. I was confused describing it. I was describing it in the worst possible means with the highest amount of enthusiasm. Nice. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Very good. All right. Well, I think I guess that uh, shout outs, I guess, whatever. Um, I've got one to Mike. Um, thanks for doing an awesome job at putting on a horrible shoot. Yeah. That's good. Like that. It was it was that kind of stuff. Adriel, you got nothing? Nah. Yeah. Right. Kelly? She's she's got one to her maple seed peeps. I got one to Carl. Work with him apparently. Let's go to the range. Let's go shooting some stuff, I guess. Whatevs. Uh, Patreon supporters, we have a new Patreone, uh, Neil Laus and Darren F. and Rob B. So that's cool. We got three new Patreones. That's Ooh. cool. So you'll be getting some patches and stuff in the mail with the new logo, probably, maybe. Mm, no, but I did get some no. quotes on those. <laughs> Still no. old logos, new logos to come mm-hmm. eventually. Collector's item, Matthew. Yes. Oh, no. Collector's item. Yeah, it's not old. Just a classic. Right. Oh, I got to shout out the Filthy. Filthy whipped up some mugs with the new logo on them. It's too late for Filthy's shout out. You've, you've ruined it. And Kelly immediately thought she could just start handing them out uh, on, on Filthy's behalf or Filthy would hand them out on Kelly. That's it. Kelly thought that Filthy would just start handing them out on her behalf. It was kind of right. funny. And yeah. she didn't. I haven't gotten one yet. I just yeah, exactly. So I think you'll probably get yours for Jeff Young does. Mm. But, what about uh, me? What about you? What about you? Do I get one? Do I got to make my own? I got some Filthy. crayons. <laughs> Filthy made one with his name on it. He said, screw it. I'm the fifth Beatle. <laughs> Absolutely. He can be the I, fifth Beatle. I if know, anybody's right? going to be the fifth Beatle, it should be Filthy. Right. The guy with Photoshop gets to be the fifth Beatle. Yep. Yeah. He wins. So he did put together a box, and I was supposed to leave with said box. 
and I did not. So I left the box of mugs at Filthy's, but your mugs are in the box. Cool. Neat. Unless you guys want mugs with your names on them, like me and Phil, but yeah. I mean, you're cool, but I don't know if you're that cool. I want to be that cool. All I wish right. I was that cool. Take it up with Filthy, I guess. Filthy knows. He's listening right now. Yes. All right. Uh, if you want to be a Patreoni, go to patreon.com slash slamfire radio and sign up. It is. Matthew, it, huh? Can I give another shout out? Sorry, yes. but I got like Fine. hundreds. I got hundreds of birthday wishes yesterday, and I want to thank everyone who did that. I had an awesome birthday yesterday, and thank you to everyone who flooded my wall with uh, awesome birthday messages. I noticed that Adriel and Matthew didn't actually send me any birthday <laughs> messages, but everyone else did, and thank you for that. You kidding me? I'm going to play what I sent you. Oh, that's right. You sent me a personal message. I you? did send you a personal message. I thought yeah. that was more touchy feely kind of and, and this is how he replied he literally replied you are the worst <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, there, that's I'd what you're saying i don't know if it actually come to the speaker so i'm not gonna all right well thank you matthew for the personal message that obviously look at the look on your face you're disgusted <laughs> yeah i know that look <laughs> very all right i may well, or may you. not have wished him clowns yeah that's it yeah yeah thanks for that jerk yeah. Doesn't even appreciate. No. <sighs> now can I do Patreon? Yes, I'm sorry. Now we're interrupting. Okay, there's Patreon stuff. If you do it, you get free stuff. It's great. <laughs> and the show content's really, the- huh? And the show content's really cool too. I was gonna, I was gonna get to that if you'd let me finish sighing in disgust at you. <laughs> yeah, we do a free show uh, or a bonus show once a month usually. We try to do it once a month, if not a little bit better or a little bit worse. Um, and yeah, um, and we it's just bonus content, and it's it's fun. We're a little bit less serious, if that's possible, sometimes, and we have Impossible. a lot of fun on there. And, and you less listen, structured. And it's a good time. Uh, less structured. Less structured. It is definitely less structured. Yeah. All right. That's it, right? That's it. So if you haven't joined one of our national firearms organizations like the CCFR, you got to, uh, especially with this political climate, you got to support these guys. These guys are literally on the hill, like doing our job for us to keep in our trenches guns in our hands. Yep. Yeah. Rob Sign was up. just at a government consultation a couple of days ago. Yeah. Sign mm-hmm. up. Just mm-hmm. go do it. Check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. Did we get any love over there? Anybody check recently? Yeah, I check once in a while. Kelly does a great job posting the show over there, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes we get comments. Okay, cool. Um, like us on Facebook. We got uh, 2014 right now, so four more, and we're good for the year. <laughs> so, so uh, are we? Are we reading this next part here? Probably huh? is it? Is it in italics? If it's no, in italics, you it, don't read it. I know that not about podcasts. Oh well, but it's asterisks. Asterisks. Uh, let's do this one next week. We'll okay. get some time. Yeah. All right. That's it. All right. I'm glad that everybody enjoyed listening to the show. I'm assuming, but I think you did because you're still listening. <laughs> so if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun. Oh,